Welcome to METV. We're here live, all the way live, waiting on our guests. And uh, today we're going to have a great conversation about one of my favorite subjects, which is fatherhood. And uh, before the brother come on, our special guest, oh, you know what, before we even get into that, my holiday was a good holiday, although I had crutches. And had my foot up in the air. Yeah, my foot up in the air. And I, I got to tell you, you know, father, being a dad and sitting back uh, and had an interesting time showing my stepson how to barbecue. And it, it was, it was, it was, it was good. It was really, really good. And, and I had to really uh enjoy myself right i really enjoyed myself uh, how was your your holiday sister did you have a good one yes yes i did good yes. good good I was I, my father had been in the hospital and he came home the day before thanksgiving so. oh that's awesome yes <laughs> that is awesome so you know i had uh um really uh Spent some time really trying to figure some things out and wanted to go through some things. And it really helped me. Um, the holiday really helped me see a different way, right, and uh, different things. And I needed that break uh, because it was just so important to have it. Um, so today our guest is Brother Nate Watson. Uh, Brother Nate Watson is born in Detroit, currently residing in Orlando, Florida. He's a husband and father of four kids, one daughter, three sons. Owner of Dad Swag, which I'm, I can't wait to get some information on that. Uh, you know, he's got TikTok, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. Uh, it's a Facebook group that interacts on and makes plans for meetups. He also is the co-lead Orlando City Dads in Florida. Uh, we create meetups for families, Dad's Night Out, Dad's with the kids solely as well. He's been with Dad's Swag for about 10 years, but haven't taken seriously, he says, in the last two, trying to build a community of fathers. We all are. Uh, please give it up for my brother, Nate Watson. How you doing, brother Nate? Doing good. How you doing? Good, good, man. You, you, you know this bio is very short, brother. You, you do cars, automobiles. You, you, you teach. You, you, you're a good man, and um, I appreciate you coming on today to share um, your story. You know, one of the things that um, you know I'd like for you to do. I always allow people this space, so I'd like for you to take this time and and, and tell people what you do, brother. Oh man, uh, do a lot. Uh, right now, my regular job, I'm actually a school teacher. I'm a high school teacher. I teach uh, for a tech college. So many of the technical college down here in Florida, Orlando. Um, I've been doing that for about seven years. 
and then I do the dash by stuff on the side, so it's, it's extra stuff for me. But I, I enjoy it. I like connecting with other fathers. Same way when I'm at school, I actually enjoy being that father figure to a lot of the kids at the school too. Kind of like their big uncle, I like to call it. I just I really enjoy what I do. Awesome, awesome. So, you know, you always have some interesting uh, content. Um, I love how you, uh, everything you do, you spend a lot of time with your kids. You know, where did you come up with Dag Swag at? That's that's what I'm interested to learn. Oh, the name. So, the, the name came from me joking around with my wife about it. I used to call myself the coolest dad in town. Um, I probably still am. I like to just do a lot of stuff. I never wanted to not be myself anymore just because I was a dad. I still love to do things like play ball. I still love my cars. And you can probably see it reflected on my page. I post a lot of bands, like with wheels and lowers. I still post a lot of lowriders and stuff. It's stuff that I'm into. It doesn't really matter. I'm just really a car guy um, who just happens to be a father. I still like my kids, too. And any other thing that I get into, it could be anime, the, um, you know, just really whatever, old culture that we got, old pop culture things that we used to see and do, like video games and such. I just try to share it all with my kids and just try to be me, authentically, because um, really that's all your kids want. They just want to spend time with you. They, they really don't care about all the other stuff. You know, you're, you're their superhero, so to speak. So you just be yourself and enjoy it, really. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a nice little journey, um, and uh, for you and I, um, you know, fatherhood is, is is such a special thing, right? And you know, but if you can give the people a little bit of your fatherhood story, I know when you came up and we got to to talk and meet a few years back, uh, you know, I tell the people all the time about the story where we were interviewed. Uh, by the newspaper, and before uh, the interview, the young lady, you know, asked me all these questions and asked me to if I can uh, possibly have a fatherhood movement without bashing women. And I said, "Well, can we have a a, a woman's movement without bashing men?" And uh, but at the same time, when she published the article, she published you. She didn't publish nothing of the things that I said. And I tell people this story all the time, right? <laughs> but um, tell the people your fatherhood story, man, because that is uh, ultimately how we help uh, other fathers and dads. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm a father of four. My daughter doesn't live in the house, but I have the three boys in the house. So it's been an interesting journey because of the fact that I, I guess you could say I see it from both angles. I see it from being a loving father at home with my husband, uh, you know, me being a husband and always being here. And then I also have it from the perspective of a dad who is always trying to make sure I get to see my kids. So it, it gives me, a, I, I guess, a unique experience because I can relate to the person who is a single dad who's always trying to get, you know, time with his kids. He's always trying to strive to be the best that he can be. So I get it from that angle, but then I also get it from the angle of being at home all the time too with my kids. But it's, it's a weird dynamic because, you know, I miss a lot with my daughter. Like right now I miss her. I miss her just last month. She had to, uh, she couldn't fly in because of the hurricane that we had down here. You know, it's unfortunate. 
but I missed that month in November. And for someone who doesn't get it, you know, it doesn't seem like it's a big deal, but a whole month is a long time. Like, I wanted to see it till Christmas now. So it, it can be a, it's a difficult experience. It's different from what um, it used to be when people live not too far away. So it, it does, I guess it does give you a, a different experience of being a father. But I still do my best. I still text her every day. I try to call. Um, she doesn't have iPhone, so I can't FaceTime her, but I try to do my best so she can see, we can see each other. And I still share that with my kids too. I let them call and text and they use their phones and stuff. You know, technology helps at the time. So, Man. Yeah. It's, uh, it, 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 you know, in, in your, in, in your story, like, uh, like you say, it's been a month or anything like, like do you go through, um, you know, the, like the holiday, one of the things that I did, I don't like about being, uh, in a co-parenting model or, you know, so to speak, um, is, you know, holidays, right? Because the kids... You know they have to choose, and and sometimes you might be last, right? And mm-hmm. you know, uh, I, I that's something that I really uh, struggle with, right? You know, I'm often in the back of my head. I'm often thinking about, you know, the family dynamic. You know how you know they're so used to going one place and having to go, and you know, you not being so high on the on the chart, right? That's a difficult thing for me and then when you like for me being in the position you and I are making a difference you know around uh, helping dads really see their way you know it's it's often a a, a tough uh, position to be in so um, what has that been like for you what has it been for you you know during holidays is that tough for you or what is that like for you as a father it is. Um, before, you know, like I said, she didn't live too far. We lived about two hours away. They used to go get her a lot. But now, if she's further away, I'm going to get her for, you know, a week of December. But I don't get her uh, after Christmas. So I get her for Christmas, but I didn't get her for Thanksgiving. So it's just, uh, it flip-flops. That's how we had the arrangements before, and it just kind of sits the same way. But, you know, you miss holidays. You miss all kinds of stuff. I miss like, even stuff that you wouldn't even think would be a big deal, like a Halloween, you know, where I get to walk with my sons and take them out and walk around the neighborhood and trick or treat with them, but I'll never get that experience with my daughter because she's always at home. I'm on the phone. Go ahead. That's my son. I'm sorry. You're okay. So, you know, some of these experiences, some of these experiences you don't get, like, even when my son walks ahead of me. Like, I don't get those experiences with my daughter the same because she's usually not here. You know, she's here every once in a while. So she comes in, um, you know, maybe she comes in once a month now. Before, at least I had her like two or three times a month every other weekend. Uh, I just feel like I miss a lot, and I don't think her mom will ever understand the same thing. Right. But I mean, it's, it's, you know, I, I know that there's, you know how it is being a dad. It's something you just you just know that you're not going to win. So I just do my best with what I have available time wise, and that's really it. You know, when she comes, I try to get her the best experience, and I still let her know that I care when she's not here. 
Yeah, that that's a that's the dynamic that uh, you know a, a lot of us don't see. You know, in making adjustments and you know having to going from uh, one extreme to the next, moving two hours away, and um, you know really making things difficult. Uh, you know, those are the things that I talk about when we are often having the conversation about uh, fathers walking away. We're often having these conversations about men not wanting to be a father to their kids, and then uh, it's like the rope is constantly being uh, moved. So uh, you were at, uh, it's like uh, watching a cartoon, Uh, you know, Foghorn Leghorn, okay, we're going to move the corn over here a little further, and then we're going to move it a little further, and we're going to make these things difficult uh, just so I can have, uh, I can always say something negative about you, right? I can always, you know, mm-hmm. act a certain way about you um, and thinking that that is, is cool. But what uh, we we fail to realize in these dynamics is what we're doing to our children while being selfish. A lot of people don't get that. You know, a lot of people just... They could care less. They think kids are, you know, resilient, and then they're not paying attention to the statistics of what's happening to our children. You know, um, you know what I mean. And so, so tell me, what's it like to be at a dad swag event, right? I've, I've seen you, you know, try to have your meetups and things like that. What's it like to be at a dad swag event? It's fun. So um, I do my own thing because, like I said, I love cars. So. I usually try to do meetups with cars involved. When we do most of them, I try to get my buddy to come by with their van. We do like a, we have like van clubs and things. So we all show up in our vans, they lower the wheels, you know, music and such. Um, I have some other people that have different cars, though, of course, so they come in their cars. to be low rider, to be, you know. Okay. There you go. You back now, brother. He froze again. Yeah. Yeah. You might want to move back to where you was at, brother. Can you hear me now? Hello? Yeah. Yeah. You still on, Nate? I'm, I'm, I'm on. I'm on. I couldn't. I think you yep, might. I'm still here. Sorry. I think yeah, I lost signal for a second. Yeah. There, yeah. there you go. I'm coming. Yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah. So. So, you know, you guys meet up in cars. Um, so, yeah, we do car meetups, but we also do regular meetups, too. So I decided to join the, um, the Cardi City Dad group, and we do one in Orlando here. Um, uh-huh. They have them state to state, but I figured it would make it easier because um, what I found it was difficult to try to make my own meets all the time. So I decided to partner with them, and uh, they be a lead with their group. 
which allowed me to have, at the time, we had three of us that were leaders. So one might make an event for meeting up at the park with the kids, and then maybe another, uh, we come together and say, okay, let's do an only dad group where we go like a lounge or a bar where we can actually sit and talk and hang out with us. And then we might do another one, uh, like how I do my car meets, I do one of those. Or we come up with something else that might be happening in town. Maybe there's a carnival, or maybe there could be um, just anything happening around town. We did the circus a few times. Uh, just, you know, whatever's happening around town that we can hop into. Orlando's pretty busy, so there's always something happening. And we just come up with something together collectively, and we just plan it out, try to do two or three weeks a month. Uh, so we're doing pretty good for a minute there. We got to get back on the ball. We kind of slowed down in December and uh, November because, of course, we got the holidays coming and people are just busy. Right. You know, I, it's funny you said that uh, Orlando. I'm 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 supposed to come down. Uh, my nephew runs Vision Church in Orlando, and my cousin BB he's down there. And so I'm supposed to come down for the All-American game. One of my mentees is All-American, and uh, he's playing in the Under Armour All-American game. And so maybe that's something we can hook up. So so tell me, what was the real reason you started Dad Swag? Like, was it because of the way you saw things? Was it because of the way society was treating fathers? What was that thing that made you really want to take dad besides your wife telling you what was the thing inside of you wanted you to do something with fathers i began to realize the things that i was posting people were levitating to it kind of gravitating to it and telling me how nice it was to see but also for myself i felt like uh when i had my kids i was younger uh i was in like mid 20s you know early 20s so i didn't see a lot of uh positive sign early on to me you know you're looking on social media most of the time we get blasted especially young dads they act like we're not around and we don't care like we don't do anything and i knew i was a good dad you know it was hard though seeing the fact that nobody's telling you you know my wife is telling me which is great but it's still nice to have the reinforcement from others i said man you know it'd be nice to to make a page that's about us and for us so to speak to start showing the images that we need to see to start seeing uh, dads, especially black dads um, and dads of color, to see that on a normal, because it is normal. You know, when I go somewhere, I, I see dads who look just like me, and they enjoy things that I do. I know I'm not crazy, you know? I enjoy going to Disney, and I enjoy going to Universal Studios. Um, I enjoy going to the playground. I enjoy playing ball with my kids. I know these aren't things that aren't out of the norm, but they... The way media does it, especially, uh, you know, 20 years ago, it made it seem as if that wasn't normal, especially if I'm out by myself. You'll have somebody come over and comment like, hey, you're doing a great job. And I'm like, this is just a normal day, you know? Right. I'm always out with all of them. I, I don't mind it. I can be out with four kids. with no problem. I can be out with 10 and really still no problem. You know what I mean? To me, it's normal. But uh, the way media has it, it shows it or not. I just wanted to make a change and try to help out. Uh, and I love seeing all these other dad things that are up now. It's inspiring to keep going. You know, it takes all of us, you know, I, I know what you, I see what you do too. It takes all of us to make a difference. And we're not working together. Uh, it's not about clout or chasing anything. It's, it's about enjoying it and making a difference. 
Yeah, yeah. And it, it, it's such a huge example because, you know, the one thing that I recognize that goes into what you're doing and what you're saying, the one thing that I have recognized, bro, like I told you before, is I just, like you said, I saw it negative, but I saw it like, you know, we don't realize the damage that we do when we are addressing men a certain way, we're telling our sons who are watching, this is who you are. Mm-hmm. Right? You know what I mean? We we really go out our way to um, when they were painting that picture, I, I, for me it was I, they didn't know the difference. You know, here I was a, and I thought, you know, in my head, in my actions, I thought I was a good father. You know what I mean? Like, uh, because I was doing and being and and active in school and you know I thought I was a good father right and and a lot of times right when we when you split or go through problems and you know the kids having to choose that's one of the hardest parts of this game is putting the child mm-hmm. in a position where they have to choose me I decided not to put to apply the pressure Right. I'm not going to apply the pressure to you that you got to pick me over your mom. You know what I mean? That's your mom, this, that and the other. I know what value that we bring to our children. Uh, But moms, they don't know. Women, people, they don't know because they so used to attacking males that they never understood what their value is about. They really tried to simplify us to the three P's protection. Providing and penis. That was it. They only tried to they tried to reduce us to the three P's. And, and actually, we are way, 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 way more valuable. Um, you know, um, you, you have to go a little deeper. Uh, but that was the thing that really was disturbing, right? And then as I was watching it, I was like, hold on. When I was growing up, Nate, I, I saw fathers everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like it was normal, right? So where did we get this attitude that fathers weren't around? I mean, I saw fathers everywhere, right? But then, you know, people want to always cite, you know, the crack epidemic called babies, crack babies, you know, children, crack babies, stuff like that, right? But yeah. I was just it, blown away because what I saw was, like you said, it's normal. Like we are here, but y'all let that TV tell you anything. We like, you know, because when you look at the various things I'm talking about for years, it's funny that we even having this conversation, but for years, you go to a movie theater, you watch the black guy get killed on a regular. Yeah. Like, he's he the first thing to go in the movie. So you sitting in them every time, right? So you sitting in a, Right. And you sitting in that message, right? And then for me, and I'm and I'm thinking, for you, the the important part was we were more than present. What is the uh, the one uh, thing for you as a father? What was that one thing that really made you fight? Right? What was that thing that made you stand up and say, "Look, I'm a dad, and I'm really going. I'm gonna fight you for this." What was that one thing? One thing. I don't know if there was one thing. This, I mean, it's been multiple. You know, from sure. having the first, having my first son, knowing that I was going to be important. Um, 
even to like with my daughter, was you know I, I felt that someone was trying to pull her away from me because I'm I'm not gonna I know she's trying to be pulled away from me and I just wouldn't allow it because I know how I felt. Um, I know how I felt to not have my dad all the time, and I think that pushed me even further into it because I knew that I didn't choose it. You know what I mean? And kids don't choose to be here either. So I knew I had to fight for mine and make sure they could see that I was present, make sure they know that, that I care just as much as mom does. Because, you know, I know their mom's here. I know my wife cares about the kids, just like I know my, um, the daughter of my mother cares about her. You know, we may not always see eye to eye, but it doesn't matter. As long as I let my daughter know that I care um, and that I support her, I think it makes a huge difference. You know, and she's older now, so I just explain these to her. Um, which I think some people don't realize how important that is too, to explain them to your kids. You know, my, my kid is only 13, but she gets it. If I explain them to her, like we didn't get to see each other in November, and I explained it to her. You know, the whole thing kind of messed up everything. It's not that I didn't want you to be here, and I love you, you know, to the end of the earth. You know what I mean? It made a difference, and I could tell. Because somebody tries to tell her, you know what I'm saying? It had to be, you know. It, we make a big difference. Uh, I think I love that part. I, I hope that when they get older, they remember all the things that we got to see and do, and how much I care about them, just like you know the other parents do. Yeah, they they remember they. Um, you know, I, it's funny having a conversation with my son, you know, today, just today, right? And, you know, and the things that he sees, right? Him being in his 30s, right? He sees, and he's like, man, you know, he was like, you know, now that he's a man, and then once he became a dad, he was like, wow. He's like, man, this what you've been dealing with? He was like, man, like, I don't know. You know, I'm talking about for months. I had to really talk with him because he was saying for months. He was like, there's no way I'm doing this. If if I got to go, you know, and it was in his, he was planning in his heart and his heart in his head. So you mean to tell me I got to go get permission to see my kid? He was like, man, no way. No, I'm not you, dad. I ain't doing that. I, I'm not doing that. Man, that just to, just to experience and watch that you went through all of that just for your for for me for for your kids. He was like, man, no way, because he was with me. You know, this is, this is a great story. He was with me. It was my son's sweet sixteen birthday party, and uh, you know, my son, uh, you know, he's sending me the text message where they gonna be. So he jumps in the car with me, and we boys were going to, going to celebrate his birthday. And when we got there to celebrate his birthday, we walked in. You know, my former in-laws, they were all there. His mom got up and left and walked away from the table. Right? Now, why? Right? And so we sitting there. That put my son in his sweet 16th birthday, in his birthday party. Here he is turning 16. That put him in a position of, like, I got to choose. That's hard. You see what I'm saying? But that's because on the other side, you have been saying all these other things about his dad. Right? And you've been saying these things, and he knows 
that is dead because he, you know, one of the most powerful experiences I had, Nick, was when my son said in counseling, everybody should have a dad like my dad. When he said that, I, I was, man, just blown away. But here it is, it's his 16th birthday, and it's me and my son and him, and, you know, we sitting there, and it's like it's a joke or whatever, and she didn't want to come to the table. Her mom went. And so I'm, I'm sitting there. and I'm, Okay. So he feeling bad. Uh-uh. Son, you can't feel bad. Don't feel bad. He like, man, Dad, I kind of figured. I say, son, you don't have to feel bad. What you want me to do? Because I don't want you to feel bad. You don't have to choose. This is your 16th birthday. Whatever you decide, we can decide together what you want to do. You want us to leave, Right. He was like, yeah, Dad, because, you know, it just ain't going. I said, okay, remember, here's your gift. Remember, I left, right? So I told my older son, I said, come on. My older son was so mad, he was like, this some bullshit. He like, this what you've been going through? He was like, <laughs> he was like, for real? Like, this is what I got to look forward to. He was like, man, I'm talking about all the way to the car. He was like, ain't no way I'm dead. I will tear this place apart. I said, that's what you can't do. Nope. You can't do that. You'll understand, son, when you become a father. So now that he's a father, oh, man. He like, man, I, 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 I he just... Every day, you know, it's a call. Man, you is dope. I can. He said, to see it from the perspective I see it now, all them times, all those trips, all those places, everything you did, you did that for me. Like, Dad, I, honestly, man, I, I really can't thank you enough. I didn't realize all the things that you were going through. And I said to him, and and, and 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 Nate, I'm sure because of what you do, you hear the stories just like I hear. Because we can sit here, uh, and we can talk about stories about what fathers are going through all day. I, I'm I guarantee you, you know at least twenty stories, of twenty men, of what they're you know going through to be a father. Which is why I wanted to. I also want to shoot your your video and get your story. Uh, on, you know, things fathers go through to be dads, right? That's what we've been releasing, the little films and the, the interviews of what men had to go through. But I, I, I say all that to say to you, man, uh, This I think it's important for you to share uh, with us, if you can, like uh, one of your toughest moments as a dad. What was your toughest moment as the dad? Because a lot of people don't think we go through anything and not realizing the statistics that divorced dads and the impact that men go through. Um, like, just like dude, we just saw the story from my man, uh, from my man from uh, the Power Rangers. The Power Rangers, right? When the story came out. What was that? He, him and his wife arguing they was in a, a hotel in two different rooms? Yeah. Yeah. And then he took his life? Yeah. It's crazy. It is absolutely crazy. So 
What what was one of your toughest stories, man? I I got I got a few, man. I got a few, brother. But what was one of your toughest stories you've heard, um, or even been through yourself? I mean, I've heard some really really drastic bad stuff. I I have guys who hit me up all the time because they can't even see those things. You know, they don't even get opportunities. So, and it makes mine seem small right because it's just stuff that i hear from other guys right. i i argue the fact that i don't get enough time when there's a dad out here who is going through life not even getting the opportunity at all like they're not even in contact with their kids because i got some that mom disappears you know when they find them mom gets somewhere else she's on to the next class so that she can't be found it's sad that somebody would go through that much just to get away from somebody. Now, I could see if, you know, if the father's abusive or he's done something wrong. Right. You know, he's out there to, or to do something. But some of these dads, just are regular people. And they just want to be fathers to their kids. But because of whatever dynamic, mom decides, hey, I'm, I'm going to take the kid. I'm going to go somewhere else. I even had, had a servant, a dad. Uh, he's in another country. But uh, I think his wife or ex-wife moved to a whole other country. So he can't find it. It's sad. I, I don't understand it, man. You know, and it makes the stuff that I go through seem so much smaller. Because uh, my most difficult thing as a recent was allowing my daughter to move. But I felt that um, if I could get a lot of time with her in the summer, that was uninterrupted, and hopefully her mom, her stepdad, her little brother, and everybody else, hopefully that they're happy here where they moved to, that it would allow my daughter to be happy. And hopefully when she comes to see me and when we talk, that she's happy. And it seems to be working out that way. But, man, I'm telling you, that was a tough decision. I didn't want to let her go. You know, who, who, wants, to, who wants to let this kid go? No, I, I remember you. Yeah, I remember it was it was tough on you. Um, it, um, I, one of the toughest ones um, I've experienced was a brother it was during hurricane katrina and the brother was packing up and um packing up his family and he turned around and blinked and she jumped in the car with another man with his kids and took off wow and and i for me yeah that's a small story compared to what he went through because he came to me and this was a former classmate of mine uh he came to me because i've been helping men uh, right so in recruiting men to do mentoring i'm taking them all i'm taking broken men i'm taking men who can't see their kids because i got to get that fathering out of them and and so when he came to me in 2012 we shot a video and and we shot a video and we put it on YouTube. We blasted it everywhere. He just want to see his kids. And what was crazy is he became one of my top mentors. Right? And you talking about four kids and you talking about four boys. Right? But the two, his last two boys, she gone. He don't see them. But like God, like God. We had it on, on, on video. Then 
behind that, we found her in Mississippi. So we contacted the welfare office in Mississippi to say, I want to pay child support just to try to get a location for his kids. And she signed off. She didn't want no child support. They sent the paperback, right? She took off again. Earlier this year, while at the mentoring program, he gets an inbox. Well, last year first, he gets an inbox from one of his sons. The son comes on, talks tough. It's toward the end of right, toward the end of the year. Uh, come back down, beginning of the year, and so you know he was kind of caught off. I say, nope. Hey, remember we got footage. Uh, we got a tr- paper trail, right? How you've been trying to? You got pictures from people taking pictures of you, your kids where they saw them. So you got a paper trail. Send them the first piece you send them. Send them that piece from the welfare office. So he sends the welfare office because he come in the inbox saying that he wasn't paying child support. Yeah, mom said you didn't pay child support. You you're terrible. So and so and so and so. So he sent the paper. Here you go. Here's the paperwork where your mom signed off. She didn't want no child support because we couldn't find you. Right. So he gets quiet again. Then he comes back. Then he put that video on him. And when he put that video on him, he went silent. Completely silent. He didn't hear from him nothing. The other brother then reaches out. And now they're having conversation. But here are are two sons he has not touched since they was little boys. Even in video, he hadn't seen them in a couple of years. And so that, um, that type of thing could cause a man who also didn't know his father to jump. And so that was another reason why I realized, right, because some of the stories that I've, that I have, that I've been through with these men and seen, it is absolutely astounding. It's astounding, right? That, you know, the, the kids, it's just astounding. It's shocking. You know, I know of, I know of a brother that left a basketball game, went and killed the the mom and everything. Told the son go stay with his grandmother, get out the house, and he killed the mom and turned the gun on himself. I saw the brother that 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 was in D.C. I don't know if you saw that one, where he went live after he had killed one of the mothers, and then he killed the other mother. As he going live, she showed up, right. We we don't realize what we're doing to men who are striving to be fathers. That's a that's a that's a tough tough. That's a that's a that's a tough tough thing. You know, so you know, so. But give me some of the good stories now, give brother. Give me some of the good stories now, brother. Because Dad Swag, when I was reading that bio, you got the meetups. What is yeah, that like? I mean. From the, what is that like? The good stuff is, you know, the all the things, the all the cool stuff that we get to do and meeting dads. Um, some dads in good situations and some in some tough ones, and they just need a friend, you know, somebody who they can relate to. I think that's the fun part for me too, is uh, 
meeting dads and where they're at and then trying to have, because then we all have a common ground, right? And a lot of us, I realize that a lot of us, when we give our life to our kids, when we start giving all that time, some of us forget to be ourselves and get out and do stuff, you know, or we don't want to hang out with the same crowd, so we can, you know, we want to stay out of it, stay out of trouble, you know, want to hang out with people who are similar to you, and that's kind of where we come in. Most of us, we're not up to nothing. We just want to go have some fun, you know? And whether it's cars, whether it's hanging out at the park. Um, I mean, we do breweries and all kinds of stuff. Go to restaurants and just eat. And we just talk. Um, sometimes we talk about things that we got going on. And sometimes we just come to have a good time. So it makes it really fun. Um, and you can see some of the dads come away from it. And they're happy, you know what I mean? And they're looking forward to the next one. So I think that's the best positive about those meetups. I think uh, a lot of dads forget to do things for themselves. You know, you, and you'll notice it too, right? A lot of times the wife will go do their thing and the, the husbands forget to go do their thing, you know, or they feel that they can't, so to speak. So it's a good reminder that, hey, you, you know, for your own mental state, you got to get out and do things for yourself too. Still try to have those elements of you so you can be happy. I think it's important. No, it is important. No, it is important. It's very important. So it's very important. So, brother Nate, tell the people, tell the people where, where they can uh, uh, reach you at. You still there, Nate? Okay. Yeah, he might have. He moved and and got further away. Sorry about that. That's okay. Not sure what happened there. That's okay. So tell tell the people where they can follow you at and reach you at and, and tell us what you got coming up. At Dadswag underscore. You can find me there. Um, or you can shoot me email email at Dadswag at iCloud.com. It's probably the easiest one to get to. It's Dadswag with two Gs. Um, right now, we are trying to plan something for this month, maybe just to get together of just fathers. But I'm always online. I'm always on Instagram. I'm always on, uh, try to be on YouTube a bit too. Try to make some videos to have some fun. Um, you, so you can reach me at either spot, really. Um, I do have a TikTok. I've been trying to learn how to play with it. And I have a, um, we have a Facebook group. That's probably the best one. If you want to just interact with a bunch of dads there's some moms in there too that are nice so um everybody's welcome to join as long as we're not bashing each other it's my thing if i see any of that we kick people out so um all the moms that are in the group are obviously dad positive so we like it that way and we interact um like i said and we have meetups and things like that too so it's all good awesome awesome so uh we really appreciate you coming on man taking the time man and then and then and sharing your story but like i said we're gonna have to get you i'm gonna have to get you on that zone man and really get this 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 real story about you so we can really paint that movie um i appreciate your time man thank you for coming on and uh i will talk to you very very soon So, um, you know, it's, it's, it's very interesting 
that, uh, you know, and, and we're talking, this is a young, relatively young man. His kids are relatively young. And uh, being a, a relatively a young man, a young father, to take this on was, was awesome. I was so glad to meet him uh, when he came up. I was very glad to meet him. He came up, he kicked it, and uh, we had this interview. And, and, and you know, I brought him out to a thing uh, where we were meeting to talk about how men uh, and mental health, but how men cannot be so violent, right? Uh, how men cannot can do better, interact better with women, not use toxic masculinity. And you know, it was a it was a good thing. It was put on by a friend of mine, uh, and uh, it was it was just a very interesting time. And he came up, and we were being interviewed. And like I said, the, the person didn't anything that I said about fatherhood, they didn't publish it, but they published him, right? Which I get it. Because I'm not the feminist guy. I'm just frank. I'm a family guy. I'm not into the whole, you know, feminist movement, supporting it, any of that. I'm into family. And I'm into the two-parent household. Because kids need both parents. And uh, my other work is, is really geared around boys, men, husbands, and fathers. The way we have went at our these boys, we've created bad environments around young boys and our children because the boy becomes a man, the man becomes a husband, the husband becomes a father. And when you have these experiences, it's very difficult for family to to prosper. It's very difficult. You need healthy men. Uh, we don't need abusive men. Uh, one of the things I will frown upon admittedly, I'm not into, right, I've never hit, and, and I don't want anything to do with uh, anybody hitting anybody. We should be very careful about domestic violence. Uh, statistics show who triggers them. Uh, men should not ever put their hands on women because there are abusive men who have done that and do that. And so that's something we don't uh, tolerate. But, you know, having a conversation, everybody's versed in calling men toxic. It's funny. You know, we're toxic. Uh, we're abusive, right? But then when you go look at the statistics, that's not even 20% of the male population. Now, not making it small, because domestic violence is horrible. But for the most part, men pretty much are decent men, decent fathers. What we found and what we continue to find is the um, the environment for which when you say these things, 80% of all divorces are initiated by women. They're not initiated by men. And so when you say that, people are like, oh, the, the reason why is because he's so-and-so and so-and-so, right? But the truth of the matter is he's way too valuable and he didn't know his value. Because society had told all men it was mothers this, 
mama that, especially our culture. It was mama, mama, mama. Mama this, mama that, mama this, mama that, mama, mama, mama. Right? And that environment uh, is a, it's a, it's not conducive for males, right? Um, was watching some things um, uh, today. I literally saw something where a brother was like, he didn't want his wife, he didn't want his wife to f fold clothes. Like, uh, right now we've advanced so far as couples and people that we can help each other. Like, this is not a a, a process where uh, you come in and if you're still pushing a mantra she need to stay home and she got to be this and she got to be that. Yeah, of course, that's between you and your wife. You know, that's that's something y'all decide on. Or if he stays home, right? Because, you know, it's a 25-year stay-at-home dead convention, right? This is the 25th year for that. So men have been staying home too, right? So in that process, we're we're saying these things about men, we're saying these things about men that we have been conditioned to say. So when I when I said um, that we have two syndromes, uh, his and hers, uh, men were too kind to walk away from their families. Um, not all these men, uh, right? Because I, one of the statistics we discovered, because when men come together with a woman and they're married, you know, that's a different process but when a man is not married to a woman it's very especially to trust and mistrust and care is very easy for him to walk away right he finds himself walking away right if he's in a house that's not his house you know there's this you got to get out process you see so when i'm saying all these things because here are three things we can do better for our families. These are three statistics, not statistics, but three things that we can do better for our families that will impact our families, impact the legacy, you know, because, you know, everybody's talking about generational wealth. You need a wife, a marriage to have generational wealth, right? Yeah, sure. You know, I, I think about Thomas Edison. Thomas Edison didn't have that. You don't hear nothing about Thomas Edison's great, 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 greats. Or nothing. That all went away because Thomas Edison didn't have a wife. He didn't have necessarily a family to pass down, right? We did the research. We went up to Port Huron. There was nothing up there for Thomas Edison, right? So, excuse me, my sinuses is going crazy. But the process, here's three things. The very first thing that we should do, right? is marry. We should be married before we have children. That is the realest process that takes work, it takes discipline, it takes care. But the first thing we need around our children is a healthy marriage. That means I got to know you, you got to know me, we build together. That's the first thing. The second thing our kids need that is impactful. A man who loves God, who understands how important he is to the family legacy, to the family um, stability, 
right? We need that. The second thing, the third and most important thing, we need both parents on the same page, raising and teaching and growing the children. And here's why. Uh, the statistics come out on how important dads are to their children. When a father is the one that's teaching and reading, our children develop critical thinking skills. That's what we do. Children, fathers are in their kids' life. They develop critical thinking skills, right? Because fathers have a tendency to talk to their children. Uh, the the another uh, one of the most impactful things around literacy is we shape the language. When fathers, we don't baby talk, so we shape how our children speak and talk. And I think what has happened is that because you buy into this narrative that, you know, I've seen men even say, ah, they're in good hands because the philosophy was that the mom, right, that because the kids is in a mom's hand, they're okay. It's a poor philosophy. We've created more poverty from this format and made so many other people rich. The fact that we have two economies is his economy and her economy. It's not the family economy. We're not together. So it's very, very difficult for us to be together when we are constantly teaching separation. That's tough. I demand that we come together. We're saying, hey, what if we all came together, right? We've been preaching separation and apart in single-minded processes for at least 50 years. And then you say what we can't do. Well, it's not that we can't do it. It's what we've been practicing. <laughs> we've been practicing uh, a separate environment. Now, men are not exempt, and, and, and then I'm going to jump off this, this, this thing here, but men are not exempt because in my mind and in my heart, we did this. I'm the one that will, wants to own up to the fact we kind of uh, are reaping what we have sown. And the only way that we can turn this around is demand healthy families. That's just in my opinion. So that's it for me. Um, I'm clear. Everything that we talk about always be about and the different solutions about putting your family first. I think that is very, very important. I think that's the model of which we got to get to. I think that's where we got to go. Uh, in order to have unity, you have to have you and me. Hey, hey, hey. Right. It, it has to take uh, me and mama. Right. And me and the wife, husband and wife. And, and all these things have to come together in order to have. I, I recently I got to go through a couple of inbox messages from a post I had. And, you know, I was asked some very tough questions about uh, marriages and how I should stay or should I go. It was very, very tough. And so I've been thinking about those things all day. But you can reach me at. uh uh, on IG, I'm on, uh, my movements are on IG at emmyworld.com is my website, emmyworld on IG, uh, Calvin Mann on IG, Good Fathers Only on IG. We also have Twitters and fan pages. 
but more importantly, uh, we're going to keep uh, this thing uh, going. And uh, I appreciate you. God bless you and encourage me. I'm young. Peace. Yeah.